welcome to talc teaching and learning consultation skills this is the talc talks podcast helping everyone who sees patients to improve their consultation skills to get better outcomes and this approach can even increase your job satisfaction This podcast is part of the module called TALC Essential Skills for Effective Explanations and Planning of Personalised Care and it concerns the chapter called How Can Your Words Really Be Healing in Their Own Right? This is an important matter because the words we speak are not often thought of as treatment interventions but they can have big effects. Garner Thompson said there are words that harm and words that heal and this is something very well worth reflecting on. As clinicians we are sometimes unaware of how our language affects the consultation. Words can have a beneficial sometimes called placebo effect and can also have a harmful nocebo effect. Every clinician will have had a good experience of a patient saying something like I feel so much better now when all that has happened is a conversation with no pills, no referrals, no actual treatment being involved. While the use of a positive language is a very big subject, this particular chapter highlights the small words we use so often and how to use them more effectively. These small words include and, but, if, yet, however and when. These simple words can have important placebo effects in the consultation and help clinicians to achieve more effective management plans. When observing people talking, it's fascinating to observe just how often the word but is used and what a negative effect it can have on the conversation. Avoiding the use of the word but can be quite difficult, but if we replace but with and, the flow of the conversation often changes in helpful ways. When we remove the implicit glitch from the word by using the word but, we usually release more information and more ideas. Here are some examples to put this into context. Your situation is really complicated, but I will do my best to help if I can. This is a slightly negative message. Somehow, do my best doesn't really sound that hopeful, and if I can, certainly introduces doubt. Let's compare this to a subtly altered sentence where but is replaced with and, and followed by the replacement of if by when. Your situation is really complicated and I will do my best to help when I can. The use of and makes the second half of the sentence stronger and replacing if with when indicates a greater commitment to help. In a complicated situation, which sentence would reassure a patient more? Which sentence would help to build the clinician-patient relationship more effectively and increase trust? But has other important effects in explanations and can sometimes be used to advantage in situations where framing effects are useful. The word but is one example of something called a turning word. Such words turn the sentence so that what follows the but is highlighted and has greater importance. In the following sentence, the words after but are more likely to be remembered and acted on. Think though, is this a desirable outcome? This medication is extremely effective for your condition, but I will mention the side effects. 
putting the desirable message after but changes the effect of the same words, so we'll put them around the other way. I will mention the side effects, but this medication is extremely effective for your condition. In the latter version, it is more likely that the patient will remember the information about effectiveness, and this is likely to encourage them to use the medication regularly. However, it's another turning word and has a similar effect to but. Here is an example. Everything was completely normal when I examined you. However, I would encourage a rather gradual return to usual activities after your recent illness. There is some positive language here. The clinician uses the phrase completely normal. And yet there's also some doubt about the recovery period. An alternative could be something like, I would encourage a rather gradual return to your usual activities after your recent illness. However, everything was completely normal when I examined you. This emphasises the normality of the examination and ends the sentence on a positive note. Adding something like, all that's very encouraging for your recovery, can further harness the power of positive words. We can also help to promote certain actions by using words that assume or presuppose that those things will happen. Think about the following sentence, which implies some doubt about whether the medication will be taken. And so the part referring to improvements might seem less prominent. Listen to this. If you take this medication, your pain will improve. The next example assumes the medication will be taken and the focus shifts to the benefits of doing so. When you take this medication, your pain will improve. Of course, it's not just clinicians who say but. There are often mutually unsatisfying exchanges when the patient says, yes, but, as in, it would really benefit you to stop smoking. Yes, but I've been smoking since I was 10, so it's too late now. Yes, but there is benefit in giving up smoking at any age. Yes, but it's my only relaxation. Yes, but there are other ways to relax and so on and so on until the conversation comes to some kind of irritated finale. There is more detail about the conversational consequences of why don't you yes but in a book called Games People Play, which is listed in the reference list. We can instead try to turn things around, accepting the patient's point of view non-judgmentally and being curious about their situation. What thoughts are you having about your smoking? I'm wondering what your thoughts were about the best way forwards. Endorsing the patient's point of view can paradoxically be more motivating than giving instructions. So giving up smoking is really hard right now because of your son being at home and he smokes heavily. Let me know when you're ready for some help with stopping smoking in the future. Note the use of the word when here too. I didn't say if you're ready for some help, but when you are ready for some help. And this priming word starts to set a, set a sort of seed in somebody's mind. Clinicians who are aware of the power of the small words will be able to highlight positive outcomes and desirable behaviours with good effects on patient adherence and even recovery. The subject of positive language is an extensive one and there are more details in the module Talc Skills for Effective Explanations, Can Words Really Be Healing in Their Own Right? and also in the references in the written materials that come with this chapter. There are also suggestions for how to learn to use these turning words more effectively in the written materials that go in this chapter. A first step 
might be simply to notice how often you hear the word but, either from yourself or from other people. Become more aware of this issue and try some alternatives. If you find yourself wanting to use the word but, try just saying and instead and seeing what happens. In a more sophisticated way, you can change the order of the sentence around the turning word and see what happens. Note and reflect what happens when you do this in your conversations. You might find the outcomes quite interesting. This podcast was brought to you by NHS Professional Educators, making training available to all.